Hey guys, welcome to episode 11. We are live here on YouTube, Anchor, Twitter, Twitch, and a lot of your music live platforms and podcast platforms. But we're live. You're all welcome to subscribe to all of our websites on Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and follow us. You can also donate us at gofundme.com slash f slash grind dash never dash stops dash podcast. And you can also check our website at anchor.fm dash grind never stops podcast. You're also welcome if you want to join as a co-host, you are welcome to join us. But we are live. So first we will we'll recap the of last night NBA action and more. So first, the LA Clippers played the New York Knicks. And as you guys all know, the Knicks are surprisingly 9 and 12 after the loss to the Clippers. And the Clips are 16 and 5. But I don't care what the record is for the Clippers because they had a wonderful record. And you know what happened in the last year playoffs in a bubble as Paul George struggled from the floor, Kawhi Leonard struggled from the floor, and they didn't they didn't have enough to lead their own team for a win against the Denver Nuggets after they were up 3-1 in game they were up 3-1 and in game 5 they were up 18 same thing in game 7 game 6 game 7 and game 7 was a total embarrassment and it was probably one of the worst games that I've seen a superstar play in Paul George and we will talk about Paul George because I never liked Paul George Paul George has been always overrated, but he was very good in Indiana. And the reason he left because he didn't like the moves that the the GM was making. And he had a good team, did Paul George. He had Lance, Lance Condense, he had Miles Turner, Roy Hibbert, David West. He had some great players and he should have stayed in Indiana. And people will say he had a great, like his best year was in OKC. Yes, in the regular season. His best season was with the Oklahoma City Thunder with Russell Westbrook. As Paul George was a runner-up for the MVP when he was with OKC. But once the playoffs started, he showed up really small. He didn't do much. He didn't do much. And that's why I never liked him because he's only a regular season guy. And the only time that I I say Paul George is a playoffs player was when he was with the bases, but on big games, he showed up small against the Miami Heat. When LeBron was with the Miami Heat, he showed up really small in game seven and in game six. And that's why I feel that Paul George is overrated. He hasn't shown that he can get it done. 
and yes he will he's having a not bad regular season not bad but every time the clippers lose if you go look at paul george stats it's horrific it's horrible but the clippers came up with a 129 to 115 a victory and it was led by Kawhi Leonard's 28 points. And Julius Randle had 27 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 assists. And Julius Randle, guys, like, he's having a good season. He's, he's, he's like playing the point guard because he's averaging 6 assists on the season. 22 points, 11 rebounds, and 6 assists. And that... And that's what you like to see from Julius Randle. And I love Julius Randle's play this season. He's been playing amazing basketball. And that's what you like to see from the All-Star, from an All-Star. And he's an All-Star. And I think he will be an all-star. And I know that <clears throat> Lakers got rid of him, but he didn't have <clears throat> great seasons in Los Angeles. When he, and yes, the first season he <clears throat> got injured and he missed. But in 2016, he averaged, I'll tell you in just a second, he averaged in 2016, 11 points and 10 boards and that can't, that wasn't good because from three he shot 27 percent from three from the field he shot 42 and yes his field goal went up up but his points also went up yes but he struggled from the floor he averaged close to three turnovers per game <clears throat> three fouls a, a game his defense was horrible and his rebound went down and he's he is having a career season at 22 11 and 6 and he had a great season in new orleans 21 points eight boards and three dimes while he was playing alongside the marcus cousins and anthony davis and last season, he had a great season as well. 19 points and 9 rebounds. But you want to see more from Julius Randle. And not from Julius Randle only. You gotta, you want to see more. And I feel that they need to give Dennis Smith Jr. a chance. He's now in the, in the G League. But he wanted to go in the G League. But Frank Nilekina has been injured. Alec Burks has been whatever austin rivers had big games and he was on the bench against the utah jazz when he had 25 points at the half with five threes five for five from downtown and they sat him and, they, and then after jazz won a huge run and it was over quickly has been having a great great rookie season and i think that he should start over unconsistent alfred payton and RJ Barrett has been playing well. He's been playing well after having a mediocre last season. Because look, RJ Barrett last season from the field, 
He was horrible from the field. He shot 40% from the field, 32% from three, and 61% from the free throw line. Only averaged five boards and 17 points. Oh no, that was per 36 minutes. But he was horrible, I tell ya. RJ Barrett is. And I think that this season, he will have a better season. And they are having a better season. They obviously are having a better season than last season. But let's move on. So the Jazz, who had an 11-game winning streak on the line, they played the inconsistent but red-hot Nuggets. And the, and the Denver Nuggets beat them 120. The Nuggets beat the Jazz 128 to 117. And Nikolai Jokic had the game of his life with 47 points, 12 boards, and 5 dimes. And the Jazz struggled from the get-go because they gave up 43 points in the opening quarter. And Donovan Mitchell had a horrible game. Donovan Mitchell played 31 minutes and shot 3 for 12 from the field and only had 13 points. One rebound and three assists and five turnovers. And everyone struggled because Jordan Clarkson had 13 points in 25 minutes. Gobert had eight boards. Uh, Conley only had 12 points. Joe Ingles had only 10 points. And it was a horrific game except for one jazz player who stepped up is Bogdan Bogdanovich. He had 29 points in only 12 minutes of action. But the factor in this game was Nikola Jokic of the Nuggets. When he had 47 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 assists. And most of his team had... Jamal Murray had 16, but he shot 7 for 16. Well, Barton had 18 points, but only shot 11 shots. But Jokic was the leader of this game with 47 points. And the Jazz, the Gobert just got outmatched. He got outmatched by Jokic. And that's why Gobert only played 25 minutes and only grabbed 8 rebounds. So he got outmatched by Jokic. And that's what's going to happen to the Jazz. Because if Conley can't get things done, if Joe Ingles can't things can't get things done, if Clarkson can't get things done off the bench, and if Donovan Mitchell struggles from the field, the Jazz are going home in the first round because Gobert is a mismatch for all the centers in this new era because all these centers are shooting threes, are shooting mid-range, are playing on the outside and not on the inside. And that's what the... Shaq always says that they need to go like the old times, go in the paint, but they will never go in the paint. And I think at once these big men go in the paint, like Rudy Gobert, they need, they will, they will change the game the same way that Steph Curry of the Warriors changed the game. Next, we got the Philadelphia 76ers played against the Indiana Pacers. Pacers were up 16 and a fourth. Like, what were you thinking, the Pacers? 
you blew you played a team that didn't have Joel Embiid and the main offense runs through Joel Embiid and you had a 16 point lead with under 10 minutes to go in the game at home and you blew out to you blew it you gave up 37 points in that quarter and you only scored 15 points and they struggle and yes Danny Green's only played 21 minutes but the factor was Court Mats had 17 points off the bench Dwight Howard had 15 rebounds season high for him Simmons had 21 points and Tobias Harris had 27 points and that was horrible by the Indiana Pacers last night it was very bad because you can't you can't have a 16 point lead and give up 37 points in the quarter where you have to be clutch you have to play good defense and they collapsed and the Pacers have had horrible losses this season and I think that maybe once Curse Lever comes back because they did lose Victor Oladipo and everyone was saying that Victor Oladipo didn't have a great season in Indiana but you can't just look at Victor Oladipo's points per game you gotta look at his rebounds at his assist, his leadership his defense and that's why it was wrong for the Pacers to trade Victor Oladipo and yes Curse Lever might be better now than Victor Oladipo but Oladipo was like maybe Lever is better because you look at his stats. But I think Victor Oladipo might be better than Curtis Levert. That's not gonna show on the score sheet, and it's gonna hurt him because Levert had surgery to repair a mass in his kidney, and we don't know when he's gonna play. And it will be it will be a tough loss. And I feel that Oladipo was playing great. That his career turned around in in Indiana because he had a beautiful rookie season in Orlando and then once he went to a OKC it was uh, it was horrible because Russ was doing everything but now once he went to Indiana Victor Oladipo was playing really really well he was playing really well so it might be a tough loss now but I think once Levert comes back and play, they will be a bit better. Because the last three games, yes, they beat Toronto, but they lost also to Toronto again, and they lost the Sixers. And yes, the Sixers, even though they didn't have Embiid, there's a reason why they're first place. But you can't blow, you can't, Miles Turner only had nine points. And he was mostly guarded by Dwight Howard. And Dwight Howard had 15 rebounds compared to Turner, who had 5 rebounds and only 9 points. And Turner, most of the game, he was guarded by Tony Bradley and Dwight Howard. And Turner was supposed to win this match. And he showed up really small in 30 minutes. He had nine points, five rebounds, on one for six from the field. And he fouled out. He was into foul trouble. And Pacers gotta play better. They have to play better because 
the way they're playing these games have been horrible. And I know people are going to say, well, they trade all depot for a guy that's injured. Yes. But there's a reason why you're a playoff team. Because you can get it done. Oladipo missed most of last season. And what did you do? You made the playoffs. You made the playoffs the last two, three years. There's a reason why. Because you can get it done without your top guy. But the Pacers got to play better. And the Sixers played well. They didn't give up. Because in the first half, they gave up. At least 70 points. In the third, they gave up 32. But fourth quarter that's that's where legends are that's where where people treat you as a contending team and without Joel Embiid they scored 37 and Howard played well defensively he had 15 rebounds and that's what you want to see from the former defensive player of the year in Dwight Howard and I think Dwight Howard is a great signing. So did Seth Curry. And Seth Curry has been struggled since he left on the health protocols. So next, we got the Toronto Raptors who are looking to snap their own three-game losing streak against the Orlando Magic. And Raptors needed to have a great game. They needed to have a great game. And Orlando... They lost two straight before they lost again to Toronto. And that's why Toronto played really, really well. And not not only their stars played well for Toronto. Everyone played well. Because Pascal Siakam scored 30 points and grabbed 10. Aaron Baines grabbed a season high in rebounds. He grabbed a season high in rebounds. With with uh, eight, 16 boards in 29 minutes. And we thought that he was going to have a horrible game. As he was guarded by mostly Kim Birch, the Canadian. And Nikolai Vucevic and Aaron Gordon. And yes, Baines shot 3 for 6. But he had 16 rebounds. And... Those rebounds was extra possession. Good fast break starts. And that's what Baines did. And I know Baines is not your typical center where he will get you 17 and 10. No, he will get you your 10 boards, your 15 boards, your 16 boards. And yes, once in a while, he can make his threes. But it was a great game, not just from Aaron Baines. It was a great game from Kyle Lowry, who had a season-high 15 assists. Also, Terrence Davis had 12 points off the bench, and he played 26 minutes. And Norman Powell did, did not play. OG did not play. So it was a great game by Toronto. And yes, Van Fleet had 9 points in 30 minutes. But... Van Fleet doesn't like if the whole team is doing well, you don't need Van Fleet to score 30 or grab 20 assists. No, you need everyone to step up because Baines had 16 boards, Watanabe had 11 points with three pointers, Bembry had a season high 12 points, 
in in season high in minutes. Lowry had 15 assists and six rebounds. Davis had 12 points in 26 minutes. Siakam had 30 points, 10 boards, three assists, three steals. So it was a great overall game, and they did it without OG Ananobi, without Norman Powell, two key guys of Toronto. But for the Magic, they have struggled lately ever since they lost uh, their point guard, Markel Fultz. Because Ross, Terrence Hall, Ross had four points in under 30 minutes. Evan Fournier had 11 points on two for 12 from the field. Bacon had 13 points. Gordon only had five rebounds, 14 points. Vooch got only 15 points. And Cole Anthony only had 16. But they played great defense on Aaron Gordon because that's why Gordon played 22 minutes. And yes, he got injured. He had a technical foul with a fight with Kyle Lowry. But that's what the Magic were struggling. And I think they need Michael Carter-Williams back because they lost Markel Falk, Jonathan Isaac, and Al-Farouk Aminu for the whole season. So I think the Magic will still struggle, but they will be better once they have MCW. Because Markel Fultz was a key reason why the Magic had a good start to the season. Before we talk about the best game of the night, we will... uh, Best game of the night. uh, Before that, we're going to talk about the game between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Cavs lost 109 to 104, led by Malik Beasley, 23 points for the Timberwolves. But Drummond had a great game, another great game. He had another, his 41st career, 20, 20, 20 points, 20 rebound game. And he's trying to catch Dwight Howard in the all-time list in 20 points, 20 rebounds games. And Drummond had, he's been great this season. So was Colin Sexton. So is Darius Carlin. But the rest, they have, haven't been, yes, Larry Nance had 16 rebounds, but only had two points. And you, you, you'll see the Cavs will be better because Kevin Love is still injured with a calf injury but i think once he gets back it will take the pressure off isaac okoro who has been struggling trying to lead the team the rookie colin sexton has been playing amazing basketball garland as well but i think once kevin love comes back it will give everyone to space out because right now it's Drummond can only shoot in a paint, and Garland Sexton can shoot from three. And Larry Nance is just there in the paint. They just need that shooter big man, and that is Kevin Love. And for the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, the rookie, who's been having an inconsistent rookie season and some horrible decisions this season. But Anthony Edwards had a big game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, had a season career high, 23 points with four threes, and shot nine for 15 from the field. And Malik Beasley continues his good season. He had 23 
D'Angelo Russell came back. He had 19 points and five assists and shot seven for 18, but shot 50% from three with five threes. Rubio had aces. The Timberwolves have struggled mightily. And yes, Cat has been missing almost all of their almost all of their games with health protocols and with an injury that he had. So I don't know what what is that franchise going to because they have struggled ever since they let go of Jimmy Butler. But the last game of last night that we really want to talk about is between the new look Nets and the struggling, struggling Brooklyn Nets. And that was an amazing game to watch, I tell you. It was amazing as the 13-9 and Nets. And from the first quarter, we thought it was gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be the same old Wizards, because Nets in the first scored 38 points compared to the Wizards 28, and at one point they had an 18 point lead because both teams were shooting lights out from the field. Brooklyn shot 56 percent to Washington 51. Nets shot 52% from three compared to the Wizards, 30%. And the Wizards scored 72 points in a paint compared to the Nets, 34. But the reason why, one of the main reasons why the Nets blew their lead and lost was because of their 17 turnovers. And not only that, they gave up. 149 points and the wizard did not give up as they were down 10 with four minutes to go they were down six they were down six points with under a minute left and consecutive turnovers gave a bradley beal a long range three and they gave a russell westbrook a wide open three to tie the game and westbrook Got the game-winning three. And Russell Westbrook needed to have a big game. Guys. He has been struggling all season long with scoring. Because he is averaging a triple-double. He had a triple-double almost every game that he's played. But. There's always a but. But. He hasn't been scoring much. And that's why he went off. Shot 57% from the field, scored 41 points on efficient shooting, and had still had 10 rebounds and 8 assists, and had 41 points, his season high in points. And not only that, Bradley Beal, who didn't attempt a field goal until the second quarter, and Beal also had a big game, had 37 points. Beal was great. Amazing as Beal has been amazing. I think the Wizards should keep him and let Russ and Beal continue their hot play. That's what they did last night. And off the bench, Mortz Wagner finally played in Goodman and he had 17 points on seven free from the field. Ish Smith had seven assists. And it was a great game, but by, by it wasn't great defensively by both teams, but. Wizards played good defense in the fourth quarter, and that's what makes a team 
a contender. You got to play great in the fourth. And the Nets, Jeff Green had a season high 23 points. Kyrie only had 26. Joe Harris tied a career high with 30. And KD continues his scoring run. He had 37 points. And they, like, I don't understand why they only played DeAndre Jordan 18 minutes. I don't understand. Like, yes, keep Kyrie, Harris, KD, Jeff Green, but put DeAndre Jordan. Because I think that was the reason why they, their defense wasn't well. Because they were playing really small. Jeff Green was a center. And they had Bruce Brown, Kyrie, Joe Harrison, KD. And that wasn't great. Because they blew a lead. And that wasn't a great... De- the Nets haven't had a great defensive game. They've been horrible defensively. And I think if they want to win the title and if they want to reach the NBA Finals for the first time since Jason Kidd, they need to play better defense because they've been playing horrible defense the Nets are. They've been very bad this season, the Nets. And they need to play better, guys. They... And yes, they have one of the best. Yo, what's up? Since Rockets move Westbrook and hide them, it's just no. I think the Rockets are playing better. As you gotta look at the standings, the Rockets have won three straight games, and they're they're nine and nine. They won five straight. My bad. They won five straight. And James Harden, he was. James Harden was a crybaby. And I think he should have man up and stayed. Because James Harden in the playoffs have struggled horribly. And everyone keeps giving him a pass. Because look, the, the manager of the Rockets listened to what James Harden wanted. James Harden wanted Dwight Howard. And what happened that nothing. They lost in the playoffs. They want He wanted Chris Paul. They lost. He wanted his buddy in OKC, Russell Westbrook, and they lost. And that's why James Harden, I don't feel that he he ever done something for Houston. Because they always lose in the playoffs. They always lose in the playoffs. But if you guys want to join the stream, here's the link. But... I don't understand, like, with the Rockets. They were playing well, but they just, they were just tired of James Harden. James Harden was horrible. James Harden was bad. But the Nets, I'm going to show you the Nets how, ever since they got the, the new, they're all, all their new guys, James Harden. And, look, I'll show you. Let me go. So. They gave up a lot of points. They gave up 125 to OKC in a win. They gave up last night 100, 149 points. And that's not that's not good for the Nets. They need to play 
better defensively if they want to win. Because in the playoffs, if you give up that much, you give the the yes, it's not a good team because defensively they're garbage, garbage. Yes, they're a popular team now since after, but they they were already popular with Kyrie and KD, but now they're more popular with um, James Harden joining. But for the Nets, they gotta play better defensively, because you know that Kevin Durant is having a great season. Ever he tore his Achilles, he's averaging thirty points per game right now. But they gotta play better, better defensively. I know trading for James Harden might be great for them, but they gave up, I think, too much because Jared Allen, Karis Levert, Torian Prince were were key pieces off the bench for the Nets, and now they only have James Harden, Kyrie, KD, Joe Harris, Jeff Green. The rest is DeAndre Jordan. The rest is trash. Like their bench is not that great, and I think that will hurt hurt them in the long run. But for sure, they'll make a couple trades at the trade deadline because right now their bench is bad. And yes, if any of them get injured, they have no offense. Yes, but if James Harden gets injured, that gives more shots for Kyrie, more shots for KD. But they need all three healthy for the playoffs because yes, they do have more of. They don't have defense. That's the problem, Vlad. They don't have defense. Yeah, they don't have defense at all because James Harden, James Harden teams never had, never, never were defend good defensively. So did KD. So did Kyrie. So I think right now, one of them needs to needs to risk their offense to play to pass the ball because you see James Harden the last games he's been averaging thirteen assists or more, thirteen assists or more. He's risking his step back dribble dribble things that he always does for to to get better. Because the thing that he's been doing clearly is not working, because he never made the finals. Like if we're talking about people who won championships, it's harder to remember those players' teams that lost. Yes, and I think this is for the Nets. It's championship or bust for Brooklyn, because now. They got what they got. What they always wanted is having superstars, and Kyrie wanted to team up with Katie, and it was a chance. And now they wanted James Harden. So now you got what you wanted. So now you gotta perform. And for James Harden, it's championship or bust. I kinda don't want Kyrie to win another time. Uh, I. I don't like Kyrie. Ever since he he requested a trade out of Cleveland, I never I stopped liking because Kyrie hands down is a great offensive player, but defense horrible. Because if you look at the finals numbers, 
he let Steph Curry average more than 28 points per game, shooting over 48% from three. Kyrie is a horrible defender, and I think he needs to play better defensively. And maybe the reason Kyrie doesn't play great defense is because he's only focused on offense. And maybe once he plays defense, he won't have that confidence on the offensive end. But I think Kyrie, not just I'm not just blaming Kyrie, but Kyrie needs to play better D. KD is already playing great D. You saw last night. He was trying to block every shot that was put up against him. But James Harden got to play defense too. And yes, they have to go get more guys at the trade deadline. Because right now, defensively, it's embarrassing. They gave up 149 points to a Wizards team that has struggled all year. They gave up 125 to an OKC Thunder with no superstar. Yeah, no worries. It's just tough because that's why all these super teams lately, all these super teams lately that they haven't had the season that the Warriors had when they had 73 wins and nine losses because their offense is not great as of their defense. And some players who have great defense they're not great on the offensive end because that's how it is you gotta play both ends of the floor and that's why Kawhi Leonard led the Raptors to a title why did he lead them to a title because he was he's been legendary on the defensive end but he played offensive end the same way he has been playing defensively he averaged 30 points per game in the playoffs. And that's what these players that's so good on the offensive end should play defense as the way of their offenses. Look at Joel Embiid. He's been great defensively, but also he's been great offensively, averaging 28 points. And for, like, for Giannis, he's great defensively, but offense, offense, he's horrible, horrible. He's been horrible, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and that's why Milwaukee Bucks have struggled this season. They've lost back-to-back games in blowouts. And they're horrible. They're 11-8. and eight. And you you guys remember last season at this point. Bucks haven't been well. The Bucks haven't been well. That's why they, have, they haven't. They didn't have their eighth loss. They haven't had their eighth loss until like the new year, the Bucks did. But now they have eight losses. They lost two straight. They're four and six on the road. And they need to be better because Giannis Antetokounmpo is not the MVP that you want to see. 
the two-time MVP. Because all he does is drive, dunk. He's horrible from three-pointer. He's embarrassing from the free throw line. And he can't get his jumper in a consistent basis. He can't get it done. And that's why the Bucks, when they lost the opening game to the Celtics. Why? He had two free throws at the buzzer and missed one or two. And that was the point to tie the game. And he missed it. And that's why they lost. They got blown out by the Pels. And yes, they came back in the end, but they got blown out. They got outmatched by Lamelo Ball, a rookie, an 18 year old rookie, Lamelo Ball. They couldn't contain him. So I think the Giannis needs to change it. Giannis is like James Harden, James Harden, dribble, 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 step back through. And that's clearly not working because he haven't reached the NBA Finals yet. Hasn't done much in the playoffs. Because remember, against Golden State in 2019, they missed 25 threes in a row in Game 7. In Game 7. But guys, uh, and uh, thanks for everyone who's tuned in. Thank you, Vlad, for tuning in as well. You can check us out on YouTube, uh, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and you can listen to our podcast on your music platforms. We're also on Anchor. You can also donate to us. The link is in the description and in the comment section below. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share. Peace.